Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Too Weird Didn't Watch, the show where we mock movies based on nothing but their odd synopses. I'm Brantley. I'm Albert. And Brantley's going to read for us this week. Brantley, what do you got? We got a themed episode. We got a lot of themed episodes, Brantley. You don't necessarily have to announce... I mean, you have to announce what it is. You don't have to, like, talk about it like, guys, it's something different this week. We're doing a themed episode. Well, I mean, we normally, do, when we do themes, we do holidays, and we've done werewolves and vampires. Today, we're doing clowns. Okay, clowns. Cool. Because people have cholerophobia, and that's hilarious to Somebody me. was, uh, the, Joe and Tony were asking me the other day, because I know a lot about kid stuff, mm-hmm. and I, my, some of my humor tends towards uh, the juvenile, let's say. Uh, yep. And they were we asking if I've ever seriously considered a career as a child entertainer. And I was like, I don't know how you get into a career as a child entertainer. I'd just be like, where's the, like, is that? That where is that at the job fair? We need somebody to make kids laugh. It seems like the path there is a little bit windy, is what I'm saying. You, you I mean, you could start at like carnivals or cir- circuses if you can find one, or just enter, take acting classes and become either join like a party business, right, or try to start your own. Except you're not going to get any phone calls if you do that. That's what I'm saying. It's tough. It's a tough life out there for a child entertainer. <sighs> acting in general is hard to get into. More, more or less, the dude who wants to hang out with kids. Because people are like, eh. There's the, there's Unless you're well-established. You're like, yeah, no, he's safe to be only kids. He is new. No. <laughs> what so, do you got for us, Brentley? All right. Clowns. Hit me with the clowns. Clowns. I'm not scared of them, by the way. I don't care. I'm not. Like, as a thing. I mean, I, if you have a scary clown, yeah, I'll be. I, I can understand why people are scared of them. It's the Uncanny Valley. It's the painted face. And then it's cartoonishly over-exaggerated features. Yeah. Including the feet and the hands sometimes. I can understand that. But I grew up, I had a clown mobile, a clown crib, a clown blanket, and clowns on my wall. So I was kind of immunized to it, yeah. <laughs> I kind of, like, we would watch, I'd have my friends over, we'd watch a clown movie come on, like, oh, clowns, like, change it. Like, it's a clown, dude. We're watching We're Back, a dinosaur story. There's a cartoon clown. Chill. This reminds me of the story I heard recently about the, there's a tribe in South America that eats their dead. Mm-hmm. And they're, like, horrified that we bury ours from, like, you guys just like bury them under the ground. How do you deal with the fact that the people you love are just rotting under six <laughs> feet of earth? That's disgusting. Eat them like us. I read, I read one that they didn't eat them, but they would, uh, kind of cremate them okay. where they would be mummified and they'd be small enough to where they could be packed inside these large nuts and they'd have like 15 or 20 in the same grave. Seems like you have to take the bones out for that. Probably. I don't know. Okay. Also, Tibetan Sky Burial, lots of great stuff that we won't be able to do because we're Westerners, and we would be looked down on if we did a weird funeral. I want to get cremated and made into an artificial reef. I don't know how those two things connect to each other. I'm not having a funeral. I'm just going to get burned. I'm just saying, where's the artificial reef? Oh, you get a... They take your ashes, mix it in with concrete, and form an artificial reef, which allows coral and the like to grow into it and help you know, promote reef growing because we need those. I don't know that the ashes help with that though. No, but it's cool because you're there. Fair enough. As Go with the movie. Put in the ground. Sick. S-I-C-K. Serial insane clown killer. I'm okay with that. Yeah. That's I do not like, great. And I, mean, I, yeah. Uh, it's a killer clown movie, but I like the alternate interpretation where it's a dude who's insane and hunts clowns. Okay. Yeah. That would be more interesting. <laughs> That would have, that would be very interesting. And the clowns in this are just like perfectly normal they're people. They're just dudes. But That's you their get job. a sequence every once in a while where he sees them and they're like uh, these they're grotesque. The, you know, they're it. Yeah. Or they're, they're Pennywise, sorry. 
I would. Oh man. I just want to go off and make that movie now. That's amazing. <laughs> just like a crazy dude hunting down clowns. The clowns are like, we're just trying to make kids laugh. And you'd have Lots a, of people aren't scared of us. You have scenes of them just like going to bars as people. And then like the next day, they're sober. They get in their clown room. They, they go and do the circus thing. And then he's just like, and he sees them just like covered in blood, screaming and laughing maniacally. And he's just And meanwhile, they're, you know. They're canning out cotton candy to the kids. Yeah. Or distracting the bull from the bull rider who fell on the ground. Yeah. Saving his life. Risking theirs. Yep. That's a job I've been Let's write this do. movie, Brantley. Anyways. Forget Four. about this stupid show. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, guys. <laughs> and it was never posted again. Four well-heeled Texans. I think that means rich. I'm Bro, pretty sure that I, means rich. I, I, Texas slang. Okay. They have nice shoes. <laughs> not not like, but that's H-E-E-L-E-D, right? Yes. Not like, they sure did get fixed up after they had that malaria, guys. Yeah. I pictured the uh, the. They're 100% I picture Ron Perlman's boots from uh, Pacific Rim. Yep. The chung chung golden alligator skin. Oh man, I need to watch that again. I don't love that movie, but there's I love a lot of stuff in that movie. It's a really cool movie. Yeah, it's like you know, Aiden Godzilla came out about the same time. Godzilla is probably a better made movie, but Pacific Rim is a lot more fun. Yep. Discover themselves battling a killer whose alter ego is no laughing matter in this thriller. Uh, ha, 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 ha. Yeah. It's no laughing matter. Yeah. Yeah. They're well healed. Yeah. No yeah. yeah. Well healed is whatever. That's just. I want to go back to the guy who was all excited about the movie from the previous episode. <laughs> <laughs> Who's like, plot twist. <laughs> what? Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> you guys should go watch our last episode. <laughs> and all of our episodes. Yeah. And rate us and do all the nice things. We Rude. love you. Brandon Walker is a 20-something, which is apparently uh, one word. Yeah, yeah, that's, one, that's okay. a word. I just hate it. I hate Not the word. I'm fine with the word. I just hate movies that are all about people who are, I guess, not my age anymore because I'm in their third, but still. Like, yes, not your age anymore. Still mine. Yep. For another four years. <laughs> oh, really? I didn't realize you were that young. Yeah, 26. Yeah, um, okay, cool. I'm not. <laughs> good talk, bro. Uh, 20-something businessman who wants to get away from it all for a few days and invites his girlfriend Tracy and a couple they know, Mark and Susan, to join him. Should be them. For a long, or he's just going. And he's like, <laughs> you can sleep in the car. <laughs> <laughs> for a long weekend at his family's cabin in the woods. Because right. of course it is. Well, you know. You know she- actually, I say that. There's not that many cabin in the woods movies anymore. Except for, you know, the cabin in the woods. Well, there's cabin in the woods. There's, there's evil, dead. evil dead. There's the evil dead. I, yeah, but those were like three decades ago. No, yeah, but I'm saying I, I agree with you. I can't think uh, Tucker and Dale versus evil. There's a cabin in the woods. Um, cabin fever. That's which is getting rebooted now. So that's not recent. Yeah. I mean, granted, it's getting rebooted. Cabin too fever, soon. And then it's one or two sequels. But yeah, there's the reboot coming. There's some, there's, there's some, but it's not like big mainstream horror hits. I think I mean, it used to be like the stereotype, like it'd be the cabin in the woods. Yeah. And there's probably a whole lot of older movies that do that kind of not really in the woods, but you know, uh, the first night of the living dead, it's an old house. That's true. Yeah. Um, anyways, anyway, you want like one location that is remote and so you don't have to deal with extras and it can be, people can be in peril and not be able to call people. Or you're like Sam Raimi and you couldn't afford a location, so you found a busted up cabin. Well, like, no, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, it's a cheap, it's also cheap. <laughs> and you get your four friends to come make a movie with you. I love that you all did. So great and terrible. En route, Brandon picks up a hitchhiker, Denise, because she's a lady. Yep. And he's got a lady too, but she's. What? Where lady. is she hitchhiking to that he's like, I'm on my way to my cabin, well, the cabin it's in, in the woods? Texas. Well, but, but I'm presuming. 
Well, maybe they don't get to the cabin. Maybe they don't. They, like, I was assuming they were going to be there. But if she goes along with them to the cabin, then, like, again, what was her end game as a hitchhiker? Yeah, it's really suspect if you're on, like, the lonely road. Unless she was, like, camping out in the woods and they just wandered to the road because she got lost. Yeah, right, right. And she's like, I'm trying to get back to town. It's like, yeah, you can stay with the cabin on this for a few days. Yeah, we're not going well, back can, to town. But you can I mean, it could be town. a really long drive. It could be, like, miles if he's out in the woods in Texas. Right, right. So there's, like, that's, like, half a day back, and I'm, you know, not really in the mood to drive all that. I'll take you back when we come back at the end of the weekend. She's like, okay, that's cool. It's a weekend. I don't have work. I was out camping. Fair enough. That night, the five relax around a campfire, enjoying a few drinks and some marijuana as they swap scary <laughs> stories. I thought you were going to say marriage something, and I was like, what? Where is he going with that word? Yeah. Marijuana. It's a fun word to mispronounce. Denise tops them all off with the legend of a murderous and psychotic clown who is said to haunt the nearby hill country. I will say clowns in the forest are scary. I mean, anything outside of its element, outside of its element that, you know, people are afraid of and it's deliberately invoking that. I could say what, what other things could you put like just completely outside of their element? Like what if you're just out in the middle of nowhere and you see, oh, I'm trying to think of something. You could put Jason in New York and actually have a movie where Jason's in New York for most of it. No, no, no. I'm talking about Jason in that- space or the unused script jason in antarctica i, I can he, see he how that on, would play out he's all frozen and stuff and then they like check him out i, I, of I don't ice, i don't Captain remember America how style. they sent him to antarctica they probably froze him and just shipped him there which they did do the cryo yeah, it's probably the blob he meets up with the blob in antarctica you mean the thing no the blob the original blob from 1950 i haven't seen the original i've seen the 70s one and i don't remember a lot because it got really dumb and i use it as background noise i didn't i i, I don't like the 70s one it got like they they F seventy was a little bit too over the top for me, but the fifties one is pretty cool. Um, and the what they figure out is the blob is sensitive to cold. Like they're they had in a freezer at one point. Okay. Comes in there like starts to under the door and then leaves. And then later on they sort of put it together and like oh it doesn't like cold. And so they squirt it with all of the like they gather up all of the fire extinguishers in the town and just spray and spray and spray until it's basically frozen. And then a giant like DC twenty comes and picks up the blob and flies it to Antarctica and just drops it. It's like I love that response to monsters. It's just like get rid of it. That's why I love the first Gamera movie. It's a really bad movie, but at the end, their solution is strap them in a space pod and launch them up. <laughs> they send them to Mars. And then, the next, up there. and then the next movie, halfway to Mars, a spaceship crashes into them and the pod just goes back. Great planning, guys. Also, I'm pretty sure that's not how space works. <laughs> well, you have been playing Kerbal Space I Program. I have been playing a lot of Kerbal Space Programming, yes. <laughs> the four friends begin to suspect, however... That Denise's story is no myth. Sister's talismans begin to appear. I wonder if it's any like stick figures made out of sticks hanging from the trees. What year is this from? Paint? I don't know. Oh, okay. I was gonna say, would it precede that? Is it like maybe it's I, I just think, like giant shoes left around? I think it's like there's this old makeup canister. I think it's an early 2000s movie. So, okay, you know, Blair Witch was definitely out by then. I'm and gonna it's still I'm gonna look it up. Fairly close to the point where you can be like, hey. Blair Witch, remember that? I mean, Scooby-Doo did that. The Blair Witch thing? Uh, the Scooby-Doo Project. Which okay. Was a series of, uh, or it was essentially a short film. Wow, there's not a lot of stuff on this movie. Yeah, it was fun to find a description. Uh, <laughs> I can't even Google it. Do I need to Do I need to put periods it's, between the S, the I, and the K? Uh, just type in sick and then serial, or just type in serial and same cloud and K. 
killer. Nope, still didn't work. Okay, yeah. I found a movie that doesn't exist, guys. He's making them up. <laughs> no one's watched them. Ha ha. This one has a C in the S-I-C-K. Sick. Serial oh, insane clown killer. I thought it was just S-I-K. That's probably why I couldn't find it, because I was going to... Serial insane killer. I said clown. I know you did. I didn't think... Yeah. You heard clown. I heard the K. You knew we were talking about clowns. How do you spell clown? C-L-O-W-N. Uh, I just want to know when it came out. 2003, so yeah. Okay. In that heyday. That, I mean, that was, that's about... Why would you have a crazy clown movie and not show the clown? Like, I, I know there's a nothing is scarier trope, but... I mean, I saw the poster and there was like, I think it was for this movie, there was like a spooky clown mask looking thing. I'm not saying they're never going to show the clown, but like the buildup is like, is this, um, you know, like you said, they, they find these artifacts in the woods. I'm going to assume it's not clown like makeup and giant shoes and rubber noses, but that's where my mind goes because <laughs> they're on this show. Uh, but it, it seems like kind of a waste to be like, there's a clown somewhere. Like, people aren't afraid of not seeing clowns. What do you think the story is? What do you mean? Like, she tells the story about this evil clown. You oh, think- so just like, there's, I heard there was a clown. There's, there's, oh, the, there's the whole away. scene, and it starts, it like cuts in after they get to the cabin, they start unpacking. It crossfades to, like, the fire's going. They're all laughing about a joke they don't actually tell. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they got beers, and it's like, you guys hear what happened in these woods? Never mind that she's been camping here. And they're like, what? It's this whole thing. I think she's in on it. Well, yeah, obviously she just beers that with you. Unless the clown killed her first off for telling the story. Maybe it's like Slenderman. Don't talk about me. But then he needs people. Like he keeps showing up in their videotapes. Yeah. Look, let's be honest. They only make those to make them. They don't really put that much thought into the mythos at, unless <laughs> as they're going along. It's like, and this happens. How does that work with the rest of it? I don't know. Yeah, they did. The first, season one had some really great myth building that they never finished. It's a really good movie. I wish I still had it. Yeah. I was watching. Oh, no, that's a different one, but yes. That's more Hornets. No, it's made by the same people, but it's not in the season continuity. It's just like, it's like oh, a prequel right. or something. I think my theory, I haven't seen the movie, is like he was a serial killer clown. And it basically kind of like Freddy Krueger, only like they burned down the circus he was in. Okay. And so now his ghost haunts the woods. So now it's a clown on fire. I just picture that part and it's awesome. That's awesome. That's all we got for that. Okay. Next one. Next. He who gets slapped. Okay. Is our next movie. That's not quite as crazy as Mother May I Sleep with Danger. No, but it's still funny. It's so dumb. Yeah. After Baron Regnard, which is a wonderful name, steals both his greatest invention and his wife, scientist Paul Beaumont. So he stole Paul's wife. Yeah, I was going to say, who are we talking about here? I I assumed you would say that soon. Loses all self-regard and joins a circus sideshow to become the most famous clown in France, known as He Who Gets Slapped. I like this so far. Yeah. It's Um, really tragic almost. It it is, yeah. Although, I think if he's going to turn out to be the killer at the end, that's going to be like, all right, do we need to see all of his backstory? Because there is the argument that maybe not knowing all of the killer's background is a good idea. Uh, I don't think this is a killer movie. Okay. Like, I don't think it was horror when I pulled it up. Okay, fine. Let's keep going then. You know, it's not all about scary clowns, people. We already talked about that. Uh, Known as He Who Must Get Slapped, or He Who Gets Slapped by by other clowns. They gave him that name. Because he's lost all self-respect and regard and just gets in there for the brunt of the physical comedy. 
Is that how clowning works? Is I, there a lot of getting slapped involved? The uh, it depends on the act, but there can be a lot of slapstick. Okay. It seems like you would learn to fake it. I mean, yeah, you don't actually get hit. Yeah, or it. like you would go with the hit so you don't get hit very hard. But he's like, you know, he's fine being the one who gets like the pies in the face or does the whole jump off into the trampoline and then the trampoline just, whoops, it broke out from under him. <laughs> I think that, so here's this guy, he's lost everything and he's like, he kind of just gives himself over to this art. I love, so is the art going to be that he kind of becomes famous here because of his, in, like having no uh, Most pa- famous clown in France. Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, when Paul falls in love with the bareback rider Consuelo. Bareback. She and her partner, rider. Brazo, who is... Oh, by the way, I forgot to mention. Paul uh, Beaumont, the clown. Yeah. Lon Chaney Sr. So you know there's good makeup. Okay, yeah. I was going to say this is based on a true story, but now that I've heard Lon Chaney Sr., Sr. I don't care. <laughs> Yeah, Brazo, played by John Gilbert, did not tell me who played Consuela because his description was sexist. Mock him. Or maybe he, they just, like, she wasn't very famous. Yeah, also that. But yeah, no, he's this guy. He was a scientist. He's now the most famous cl- uh, clown in France, which is not the greatest claim to fame in the world. But he's smart and also successful. Yeah. And they're like, ha, 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 you're working like, a circus. No, she's a bareback rider, so she's probably part of the circus. I know. That's what I'm, but that's I'm like, saying ironically. You're a clown. Clearly. <laughs> like, I don't know how you have more dignity than this guy. <laughs> he is heartbroken, but determined to shield Consuelo when Regnard shows sudden romantic interest in her. Regnard, you're a piece of garbage. You stole his dude invention and his wife, and now you want his new girlfriend that he's not even dating? This is a, This is quite the tale. So Ragnard, I forgot who Ragnard was. Ragnard so, is the Baron Ragnard who steals the guy's invention and wife. He must get He's just keeping up with him, like, up, up. He's interested in this girl. I heard it from through the grapevine. You think guy. there's some, like, homosexual subtext? I didn't until you said it, but I'm perfectly happy to introduce it now. <laughs> like, he, it's, you know, it's obviously an older movie. It's, what, like, late 20s, probably? Lon Chaney Sr., because the Wolfman was 30, and he was... Lon Chaney Jr. didn't start acting until his dad died. So, so this is a silent 20s film? 20s or 30s, maybe? Is it a talkie? I'm going to look it up. Uh, he Who Gets Slapped. 1924. Yeah. So so this is probably silent, would yeah. you say? Mm-hmm. Okay, this even makes more sense now. Like, the over-drama, like the over-the-top, not over-the-top, but like, like, there was a style of acting. Really putting in there, yeah. Right, like the, the, the guy who had his wife stolen by this count and his invention. Baron? Sorry, yeah, Baron. And now is is this clown guy who's go, don't get no respect from this girl, but even so, she makes fun of him, and he's still gonna like protect her from. I the mean, Baron? because he cares. Yeah, and, and he's also seen how the Baron, the Baron. I mean, one, he's probably not super happy with that Baron guy. Yeah, and two, the dude stole his wife already, and if she's not dead, he just tossed her aside, and so he saw that uh, he who gets slapped is into a new chick. It's definitely not subtle storytelling, but that doesn't always that it's really doesn't always stylized. Mean a lot. Yeah, I'm I'm really into over the top, you know, big sort of story beats and stuff. Not not that I can't take subtle stuff too. I enjoy that as well. But Bollywood is my jam. Yeah, when I get a good Bollywood movie, I mean, good anything is good. But uh, I love how over the top they're willing to go and how mm-hmm. it, the the Fast and the Furious movies are Bollywood movies in English, in my opinion. And they're 
really the only action franchise I can think of that's doing that. Uh, I still love comparing the new movies to the first one. Yeah. We used to break into banks and grace cars. Now we're shoving torpedoes with my hand. In Fast 8, they literally do the thing like, oh, you're going to take on Dominic Toretto (laughs) by yourself? (laughs) Oh, right. You're like, he's just a common criminal who can drive a car. Oh, he's not common. He's kind of awesome. Oh, he is. I, I love the fact that he's become like in the trailer for the new one it's just only two men have been able to track him down it's like brian kind of found him in the first movie by just being like hey can i work for you yeah (laughs) in racing cars also he's never been about stealth he's never once been like i'm super undercover i mean he's good at running in fast six i think uh uh, furious six technically uh according to me um the rock walks up to me he's like you weren't hard to find he's like it wasn't hiding it's like he's never hiding. He's never <laughs> undercover because that would make him look cowardly. Why would he be like, there's only two people who can find him? <laughs> but one of them is Jason Statham, and we really need a Jason Statham rock fight. Also, he, he kind of comes back and becomes part of the team. Yeah, uh, He's probably going to betray them by the end. I've seen the movie. Oh, has have you? Pro- I, will, I will let... I know what happens. He's, I mean, don't spoil it for them. I don't care, but don't spoil it for them. Okay, I'll cut this out. Future Albert, cut this out. Our final movie is Final Draft, which I promise you is about clowns. <laughs> I was going to say, is this that Kevin, not Spacey, uh, the, the movie about the football pick from like last year? What is the guy's name from uh, Field of Dreams? I don't know. You said Kevin. All I'm getting is Costner. Yeah, Kevin Costner. Is like, it really? Yeah, he's in. Uh, awesome. Him and. Go uh, Brain. High five. It's Kevin Costner. He's in a football movie. He plays a coach, and he's like, I've got to get the right pick. And it's just like him in a room watching a screen for very dramatic. Okay. And I haven't seen it, but that's my that's my assumption about the movie is that it's just like him on the phone tensely with people like, get that guy. No, somebody else got him. Dang it. We've got two other guys we can get now. That's awesome. His career hanging one all-important on one all-important screenplay. You forgot a letter and a word. <laughs> Because those are the difference. A desperate scribe. Oh. oh, wow. We've got one of these guys. Yeah. I've taken English in college. I, I want to I'm throw it out there. I'm an English major. I, and I'm like, I'm not, I'm saying like the no, stereotype. I'm I, know that I, have an, an English major. I have an AA in English and I use don't and ain't all the time. Admittedly, I am from the South. <laughs> Troubled scribe. A desperate scribe. Oh, I'm sorry. Really tempted to do the whole thing in the Southern accent to be ironic. With a killer case of writer's block, locks himself away for 18 grueling days in order to meet the deadline that could ultimately make or break him. I uh, Stephen King can get away with it, but 90% of the time, when you have a writer writing about writing, it's super insufferable. I mean... Stephen King doesn't treat writers and his, as his characters as these super artistic higher people. He's like, I'm a writer and I'm still kind of a dumb person sometimes. Yeah. So they're going to do dumb things. And very rarely is it just the writer is the focus. Yeah. I mean, he'll do the person is a writer, but they're like, like dark half is one of the few I can think of where the singular main character is a writer for him. Also have misery. I was, oh well, yeah. Well, I mean that ties into the plot though. Well, I think Dark Half does too. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. in this, it ties into the plot. I'm just saying, you one of the think up a different plot. One of the don't few write what you know. Of <laughs> you know dumb stuff. One of the no, few <laughs> of his that has a writer as a main character is 
uh, it, but there's, you know, what, four or five other characters take up screen time? Yeah, there's other ones. It's yeah. not just that, but anyway. Anyways. I'm saying he can get away with it because he's Stephen King and he's awesome. And he knows what he's doing. He's not making a probably very low budget movie about clowns. <laughs> so this is this is all like in one room where this guy's locked in a room, which I'm hey, look, fine uh, with. For 18 days. Okay. Who's bringing him food? He order pizza. But he's locked away. He, did, he can't have access from the outside world. Does he have a mini fridge? With 18 days worth of food? I'm trying to picture this as like... MREs. I don't know. This is like this like really like broke dude living in this like really crappy apartment just in a small city block somewhere. Okay. But he thinks of himself as this starving artiste. <laughs> he's like a Victorian drama character. He has this typewriter he's, out. He's got the, uh, the lounge chair. He doesn't have a couch. He has a lounge. I mean, again, I'm speaking as someone who has a typewriter and yeah. I have written on it occasionally, but you are an admitted hipster though. Yeah. I do hipster things out of, uh, like, you want to have cool stuff and you don't have any money though. So like you go to the thrift store and you find like stuff that other people didn't like and you try to like it. But this is no ordinary script. Oh no. Because it prominently features a haunting collection of characters Uh, uh, from the uh, writer's past. No. Which is in no way going to offend any of the people he knows. Uh, Including a clown that would make... And this is ballsy. This is ballsy. Okay. Waiting for it? I'm ready for it. This is going to tie into a conversation we just had about this movie. Including a clown that would make an even even Pennywise running Why? for the cover of the sewer. Oh, I know you have to start out imitating. Okay, I get that that's how writers start. You got to start out imitating your Don't idols. Don't draw attention to it. Yeah. Like imitate a smaller idol than Stephen King. You can even say Stephen King. Oh, yeah, the style don't is throw fine. down with one of his most well-known characters. <laughs> the style, like going with the Stephen King style, I, I'm totally fine with. You're like, That'd I really like, want to emulate that. This would be like making a slasher movie in like every third scene. He's like, this guy's scarier than Michael Myers and Jason combined. Have you seen the, the trailer for Baby Driver? By the way, yeah, Where they have that conversation of like, I said the Michael Myers mask. And he's like, this is Michael Myers. No, it's Mike Myers. <laughs> I mean, a serial killer dude. <laughs> oh, you mean oh. Jason? <laughs> The guy from Halloween. <laughs> you mean Jason? That was the best part. Yeah. <laughs> when he said Jason, I died. <sighs> now, cabin fever is fast setting in, leaving the increasingly delirious screenwriter unable to differentiate between the reality that surrounds him <sighs> and the fantasy that consumes him. I hate it, I hate it so <laughs> much. so dumb. <laughs> uh, I'm broken. It could be cool if you're making... I don't know. It could be cool either way if he's literally losing touch with reality and just having hallucinations. I'm, I'm, I know this is going to happen where if it's just him in the room with the clown sometimes, okay. the clown is going to try to be funny. And he's not going to be because the writing put on display here in the description. Yeah. And the quality of this movie. I, it, conversely, it could be the be- uh, really good actor who just doing a small role and he's actually really hilarious. Yeah. But then it's going to throw off all the terror. I, 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 there's nothing about this movie that I like. Cause I like the, um, the, and I, I'm on board with the, like the low budget aesthetic and everything. That's fine. I get it. I like the, uh, the last it, I guess special, it's not really a movie. It's a word special, right? Where, uh, Tim Curry tries to do the funny and scary and he's good at the scary. And he's also good at funny in some parts, but him being funny as a scary clown just kind of works as a really awkward kind of crazy old dude in a clown costume. Well, on that downer note, can we're we go back to, let to you guys the guy go. who slapped? Musket slapped? Nope. We're going to let people go. 
Okay. Thanks to everybody for listening. Uh, if you like this podcast, tell your friends about it. Subscribe to us if you haven't done that already. And we'll see you guys at the next week. With the next week. Yes. On another episode of Two Where It Didn't Watch. <laughs> Go see it when it comes out. If it's good. I mean, it's going to be better than the ones we reviewed, except for the middle one. Anyways, bye, guys. Bye.